Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out, demystifying HR and people management. I'm very fortunate to have as a guest on today's session, Cheryl Brewster of The Intuitive Life. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Susan. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about Cheryl. Her story is one of extraordinary trust and the ability to ride the waves of change. You know those waves. In 2004, she left a successful career in the corporate world to follow a calling and founded The Intuitive Life to provide consultations, intuitive business masterminds, and training to both individuals and organizations. Cheryl's also an upcoming author, Limitless, Limitless, The Call to Joy in Life and Business, and she's featured in the newly released book, Pursuit 365, a book of Canadian women influencers. Now, over the course of Cheryl's career as a business and a personal intuitive, She's consulted with and coached executives and leaders in social and business projects, including company directors, naturopaths, entrepreneurs, local government, and small business. She's delivered educational sessions for the Justice Institute of BC, the Local Government Management Association, United Food and Commercial Workers Union, Starbucks, Tourism Whistler, Vancouver Event Planners, Herma, Christian Dior, the districts of West Vancouver and Maple Ridge, UFCW, I think we mentioned that one before, Continuing Education in New West, Port Coquitlam, Douglas College, and others. Clients who work with Cheryl come away inspired, transformed, and fully committed to living the deeper meaning of their lives with increased clarity, confidence, and self-trust. I know because I've been one of those. Still am, actually. Cheryl's one of the one of Vancouver's most popular, passionate, and respected authorities on how to use intuition and mindfulness to transform difficulty into opportunity. As a transformational speaker, coach, and life celebrant, yes, she's also an ordained minister. Cheryl coaches individuals and teams to find the hidden treasure within challenge. Again, clients who work with Cheryl come away inspired, transformed, and committed to living that deeper meaning with increased clarity, confidence, and self-trust in their lives. Now, Cheryl's going to tell us about her personal journey in making the decision to move from working within corporate, both in the private and public sector, to becoming an entrepreneur. She had the courage to listen to that voice inside of her, the one that was telling her that this, 
being an employee within corporate was not her calling. Cheryl, again, welcome and thank you for saying yes to being here today with us. Well, Susan, thank you for having me. The one thing that I think is so important is that we, we do step out into our strengths, into our inner genius and, and live from that place of excellence that goes beyond what perhaps society or some of the norms we've grown up with dictate to us. So, so yeah, taking that big leap. Is- you took a huge one. So can you tell us what happened that let you know that you had to pursue something so incredibly different, different than what you were, you were doing at the time? Yeah, it was totally different. Well, what happened was uh, I was very good at what I did in corporate, loved it. And, but I knew, I knew that there was more. I knew that I wasn't really um, living my full potential every day because I'm a real people person. And in contract administration, although I was dealing with people, there was a lot of facts and figures and bills and material. And, and, and so I, I came to the point where I recognized that that as much as I love my job, adored the founder of the company and enjoyed everyone I worked with, that I had to be there for myself to really honor what made me come alive and have the trust and faith that what made me come alive was would, would create an amazing income for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized at, back then the big leap was having the fear that if I left, I was starting over from scratch. And how would I be able to provide for myself the way the, the company had provided for mm-hmm. me? Yep, yep, that makes sense. So was this something that you eased into or did you start getting involved in sort of where you wanted to go on a gradual basis? Well, or you, made, you just make the leap? Well, you know, I did ease into it. I, I, I talked to my employer. I said, look, you know, this is what's happening for me. And, and so asked to go part time. And they were they were very, you know, uh, willing, fortunately, willing to do that because, you know, it was a pretty critical role that I had played. And as I moved along, I knew I just, you, you know, you, you have that that gut mm-hmm. feeling. Says, yeah. You, and you have to follow. If you were to do it again, would you do it the way that you, you did it? Like, what are your learnings with regard to the ease into this, um, this new world for you? The one thing I would do differently. So number one, I had the passion. I had the dream. I had that, that in my gut, knowing I had to do it. The one thing I would have done differently was get more business training right from the get-go and mm. learn the strategies of, of business. So starting out, I did it for the passion of it. And, you know, I think with COVID, what we're realizing is that uh, this word pivoting is important and we're always going to pivot. And uh, what I've learned from COVID is uh, actually very much what I went through when I first left corporate, that we have to be willing to be beginners. We have to be willing to, to drop this idea of being the expert. Mm-hmm. And explore these new worlds with curiosity, as opposed to this rigidity of having to do the right thing. And so, so I think for all of us, we're learning how to let go of this idea that we have to be perfect and instead have more fun being creative and have more fun, literally, and we'll talk about this throughout this session of leading 
leading from the future as it arises? Actually, I'm aware um, from both knowing you personally and, and also the information on your website that in, uh, I think it was 2010, mm-hmm. you had quite a serious uh, family health crisis that, mm-hmm. that, as you share, plunged you deep into your own dark night of the soul, I think you, mm-hmm. you, you call it, that tested every ounce of your faith and your stamina and that that helped you discover the right mindset. Um, and you actually talk about that being catalysts and uh, for, for powerful, positive change. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that's a concern that people have, you know, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you've got the stability of employment and, and then, you know, you be, decide to become an entrepreneur, but you don't have some of those, those safety nets that you might have in an employment situation. So. Well, I, I, I say that I had my COVID back in 2010 because uh, my son had become very ill and it was, uh, it was a very, very difficult period in my life and brought me to my knees. And as a result, I, I recognized that the one thing that I needed to control was this, my response mechanism to what happened. As soon as I accepted, yes, this is happening to my son and, and I will explore what I can do to support him. It made it so much easier. And uh, as a result of going through that experience, you know, your, your mama bear instincts kick in and, and that just takes over and, you know, this whole worry mechanism and then having that, what I would call a traumatic experience later on as he was, you know, uh, recovering and waiting for that other shoe to drop. So my biggest learning was, wow, it's so important to really be kind and compassionate with yourself when you are making major changes or you're stretching your comfort zone, because that little critical voice can get in there and just really do a number. So uh, from that experience, I recognize that absolutely, no matter how difficult the circumstance is, there will always be that equal or greater benefit that comes with it. And Fortunately, I was coaching at the time and what it forced me to do when I work with my client, I can see the bigger picture for them. Mm. And I was, I was forced to make a decision. Am I going to, am I going to make the decision to do this myself? To model like what you're, what you're coaching and you're, yeah, you're encouraging with your clients. Yeah. Because you talk, you talk about how it built resilience as well. So it strengthened your own muscles in what you were teaching. And Hmm. um, yeah. And as a result, you know, I always say that give pain a productive purpose because of that experience, I was able to go to speak to, I speak to a lot of caregiving organizations and share my story. And mm -hmm. it is a story of victory for both me and my son, because we have powers within us that we have no idea exist until we're tested. And so again, whether it's COVID or whether it's a new business or whether it's having to start over from scratch, there's, we, we have these abilities within us. We just have to remember to use them and, and to put our, our sight back on what is possible because there's always a big picture and, and our, our intuition knows the big picture, but this this mind of ours that wants things to be a certain way and wants to stay safe only sees a, a tiny little window as opposed to the, the full meal deal. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, although as an entrepreneur, this is, you know, something that's happened to you, these kinds of things happen to all of us uh, yeah, differently. Yeah. And whether yeah, yeah. we're working within an, a corporation or whether we're, uh, we're working on our own. I also know that you, and thank you, thank you um, for sharing uh, those insights with us. You recently pursued becoming an ordained minister. I know, because I was fortunate enough that um, you were able to and, and agreed to officiate my own, my own wedding. Um, and you help with the end of life transitions. Can you share a little bit more of that? I mean, again, that's just, I know following your passion, um, the journey that you went, that you've been on to, to um, add this to the incredible work that you do. Well, you know, I love this um, ability to straddle both business and the spiritual side of life. And I, I believe at some point they have to connect because if they don't, you know, spirituality really represents our deepest values, the core of what gives meaning to life. And we have to be taking that to work every day. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love supporting people in their spiritual journeys. And a big part of that, aside from, you know, officiating are the end of life ceremonies where it is such a privilege to conduct a service where you're really honoring someone's life. Mm -hmm. You're able to just um, create an atmosphere where there's uh, just tribute and bring comfort, you know, to those who have lost their loved ones. So I really appreciate that in my own journey, I recognized that I had strengths and abilities that came very easily to me. And when I would step into them, it would be like magic happens. Mm -hmm. it's, it's magic, you know, whether yeah. I'm teaching or officiating, it's, it's like something so amazing just takes over and it's palatable and, and we all get to, have fun with it. And we all get to connect. And now it becomes this, this bigger synergistic uh, experience that we all collectively get to share. And, you know, your wedding was one of those because it, it was pure magic by there was something in the air. And that's what I love about the work that I do that, you know, there's so many amazing people on this planet that are really using their gifts, their abilities, their their mindset to their fullest potential. And if we, if we can just encourage each other and hold this space, especially in organizations, because believe me, I've worked in organizations where that wasn't there. And man, what a difference that makes. So, so to answer that question, wow. You know, when you find what you love to do and it's just so rewarding and, and that's where I really encourage people to stretch those comfort zones, find that out for yourself and, and yes, take that leap of faith to do it. That's cool. It just, it was a natural progression from what you were already doing. Yeah, it was. And a natural progression from what you were already doing. I know that you've always talked about the ABCs of intuition. Mm -hmm. And when you and I ended up talking about uh, Otto Scharmer's theory, you, it was just this big aha moment that it's, you know, for you, it just a, a different phrasing of what you have already been teaching. So um, can we talk a little bit more about, um, how you are starting to integrate theory you into your training. And so I'm sure that the listeners, this may be a new, new, um, you might not know about theory you, 
but how it fit, what it is and how it fits with what you're speaking and training on. Absolutely. I love theory you. And so I created the ABCs of intuition as a formula, because when we go through change and we go through, you know, facing adversity or challenge or dealing with conflict resolution, uh, we can forget everything we know. And so I taught the ABCs of intuition because it was easy to remember aware, breathe, connect. So aware, what am I aware of? It's like, okay, yep. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And then when we breathe into the heart, we make some space for something new to come in. So aware, breathe, connect. So when I came across theory, you, I was amazed and I was so excited because this is business and leadership talking about connecting to source and going beyond the linear mind to find this great wisdom that's, that's, that's inside. And how I came across theory, you was, was, uh, I was, in, I came across a book called synchronicity, mm-hmm. the inner path of leadership. And of course I'm big on synchronicity, <laughs> I teach classes on it and, and synchronicity are those meaningful coincidences that come into your life. And, and, and just, you'll be thinking about someone all of a sudden they phone or, or, um, you know, you, you need a solution for a business problem and someone shows up and it's like, wow, there's again, this bigger picture. Anyways, I came across this fellow, Joseph Jaworski, who wrote this book, Synchronicity, The Inner Path of Leadership. And in there, he had mentioned Theory U. And as I read Theory U, I thought, oh my gosh, that's the ABCs of intuition. And as I went deeper, um, and I, you know, there's a quote here I just have to share from his book. <laughs> Absolutely. It just so speaks to your topic of, of you know, recruitment and then entrepreneurship and and just um, listening to that intuitive voice. So so this is from uh, a book by Herman Hess. And this is the phrase that they actually read at David Bowen's uh, funeral. He was the physicist that that Jaworski and Otto Scharmer, who wrote Theory U, um, you know, they to think that they were working with David Bowen and out of this, all of these amazing concepts and ideas related to physics and business and leadership. So anyways, here's the quote. Each man had only one genuine vocation to find the way to himself. His task was to discover his own destiny, not an arbitrary one and live it wholly and resolutely within himself. Everything else was only a would be existence an attempt at evasion, a flight back to the ideals of the masses, conformity, and fear of one's own inwardness. And I love that part because it just speaks to this potential that we have inside of us. And, you know, we all have that glass ceiling, we get scared. And so theory U, if you think of a U, the downward Uh, stroke of the you is where you're becoming aware of your blind spots and you're going, okay, I got to look at this for true change to happen for me to get the results that I want personally, or in an institution, we have to look at our blind spots because they're, they're preventing the results that we want. So then we go to the bottom of the you and that's where there's a letting go of the past, a letting go of the shoulda, coulda, woulda, Mm -hmm. which I think is the biggest thing that gets us in trouble. (laughs) and then that deep they call it presencing to go into the silence to go into the depths where there there are these answers that 
that we need to slow down to find. We need to slow down to listen. Mm-hmm. And that when we come up the other side of the you, now we've come up with the information we need. And we've come up also with this. Uh, and this is the cool part of the book, Theory You. It's about the collective. And uh, there's... Uh, Another beautiful quote, I can't, I won't read it now, but basically it says, look, this isn't just about one person. It's now the whole is working like this amazing organism of oneness, of wholeness. And to think that we can create business and institutions that operate with this kind of reverence for the dignity of mankind, for everyone's right to make a living doing what they love to do and and doing what they're they're doing what they're best at and then Mm -hmm. creating these amazing solutions in the world that right now desperately needs them so it's really everybody working to their strengths yes and no really if if everybody was taking the time to do some of that deep thinking and you know what i love about theory you is that deep sensing is using every single one of our senses yes to be paying attention and our lives are so busy and our organizations are so focused on attainment of goals and understandably that that reflective time i think we've lost and you know theory you is is i i just love because it's saying for for us to create the world that we want to the world that we need then we need to be making this time and look at the magic that happens when we do. And so, of course, you know, your work is magic. <laughs> it didn't surprise me to see you start integrating this into, into the training that you're doing. Yeah, it just made sense. It was, it's very organic and very important. And, and how, um, you know, over certainly over the years that you and I have known each other, the, um, increasing integration between, um, you know, what, what used to become or be considered woo-woo mm-hmm. and, you know, with the David Bohms and, and others with quantum physics and um, all sorts of other things that are now starting to see a business application. It's kind of, it's leading edge. It is and it isn't. It's been around for, <laughs> for centuries, but uh, it's becoming more mainstream to actually talk about this stuff. I'm going to change, change our, um, our direction a little bit. Um, when you're talking to your clients and the organizations you you work with, what are you seeing that people are struggling with most? I think right in, now in today's kind of employment mm-hmm. environments. Yeah, I th- I think really what people are struggling with is um, decision making and how to handle uncertainty. Uh, you know, without letting that worry kind of take over. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result, it, it also impacts communication. And when we're not clear ourselves, then, you know, we can tend to be caught up in survival mode as opposed to create creative mode or solution mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's a lot of, um, how do I handle uncertainty? How do I, how do I make decisions when I'm not sure, right? How do I trust mm-hmm. myself? And, and sometimes people can get paralyzed in, in which decision to make. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why that deep listening is important. Yeah, it's interesting. I came off of a call yesterday and the topic was um, people feeling incredibly vulnerable, particularly right now, yes. you know, with the COVID and the, you know, what, it, what, is, the, what is the new world going to look like post-COVID? And leaders who are completely exhausted mm -hmm. um, from coping, trying to keep businesses running, and now, you know, really needing to step up to, you know, help their organizations with the, this next, you know, the next steps back mm -hmm. and they need a break. Right. And they're not having that. And, and the concern about the impact on people's mental health. And it was interesting that the conversation went to, you know, those leaders need to be able to say, I'm tired. Yes. And to work together and to, you know, to not have to always be the superhero, you know, to be able to have those conversations and say, you know, what are your ideas? Let's, let's link arms and do this together. So um, I'm not surprised to hear that, that that's what's coming, coming as a, a topic with the people that are working with you. And I think we've arrived at as hopefully we've arrived at a stage two where vulnerability is seen for the strength that it is. And, you know, it's, it, it is hard to be vulnerable because, you know, we don't want people to think any less of us. And, and, you know, if you're the expert in your field and you're feeling vulnerable, you, you know, you still want people to trust you, but, but the, the reverse side of that is people actually trust you more when you're real, <laughs> when you're, yeah. when you're, yeah. when you're honest, right. And, yeah. But it goes, it goes back again to the socialization that we've talked about, you know, how some of us end up in the careers that, that we do because of other people's expectations. Um, those, those stereotypes, those, you know, that to be the boss, you have to have all the answers and you have to be always strong and we're all human beings, mm -hmm. you know, and certainly the research I've done is that, you know, when you show that you're vulnerable, when you show that, you know, I am real and I, I see you as real, it does build trust, you know, everything in balance, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so the, this month's theme is on recruitment. And that's why it was interesting to talk to you about, you know, the big leap from going um, from an employee to, to an entrepreneur. And again, I keep stressing fit. Um, and you've spoken a lot about the, the journey that you went through. Um, any thoughts from you on, on this, uh, from what you're hearing and experiencing? I know you work with a, a lot of other entrepreneurs who have done similarly. Um, any tips from their journeys that you're aware of that might help you, the listener? Well, certainly, I think it's important to be honest with yourself of what you're really good at and, and really ensuring that it is a fit because if there's a, if there's a coherence, then things are going to be smoother. The, the, I think there's an interconnectedness when you are taking self-responsibility for your own happiness and you know, things may not be perfect on the job, whether it's for an organization or in your own business. But when we, when we take time out, to be honest with, with our personal responsibility for managing our own energy, whether that's mental or emotional, and, and not deflect it onto an organization and say, oh, because of this department or that boss or this employee, you know, this, no, it's, it's taking personal responsibility for how we are handling our responses. And, and I think when we do that, then both, 
employee, employer, departments, or, or entrepreneurs, that's whether we're working for a corporation or on our own. The one thing we have in common is I am responsible for my own experience. It's up to me to make it the best I can make it. Mm-hmm. And it's also up to me to be honest within my own self to resolve any inner conflict I have so that my communications with someone else are clean and clear mm-hmm. and empowering. And, and that I think is a huge gap that we have is that yep. ability to communicate in ways that are empowering and bring um, cohesiveness. Yeah, it's a self-awareness piece. I think, you know, the emotional intelligence, uh, a component of emotional intelligence. Um, that doesn't, yeah, I think those are really good points. That doesn't surprise me. Now, what about listening to intuition? Because um, we all have inner knowing. We have to be prepared to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I know my gut has told me to do something and I haven't followed that and I've, I've really regretted it. But um, yeah, people are afraid to, to listen to their inner knowing. Any tips? I think the biggest tip that I would have is that your intuition is never going to steer you wrong. And to develop that trust factor with it is, is play with it with the little things so that when it comes to the big things, you can feel more confident. And so a really great tool to use every day is, you know, keep an index card or in your daytime or whatever, write down a, a, a question of, of what you want an answer for and take a few moments to, to kind of incubate a, a landing space for the answer. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing. And just taking time out to write that one little question. This is what I need today. Show me, tell me. Mm-hmm. and uh, notice notice who or what shows up and how do people differentiate their ego about you know sort of the answer you want mm-hmm. as opposed to the answer that's your you know inner knowing because mm-hmm. I, I I often hear that it's like oh you know that's just that's my ego talking and yeah. how do you know I think, you know, by a level of, of peace that you have, even if you're heading into an uncertainty, but you just kind of have that in your gut peace. And I think the most important thing is trusting ourselves. And I'm really big on using, um, you know, really committing to, to, uh, increasing your capacity to feel good about your life because when you increase that capacity to feel good about your life you relax you're training your subconscious to um, look for what serves you and and when we do that and we're in what i call our, our inner genius where where we're trusting this intuitive process then that worry factor dissolves and that pesky little little ego voice Mm -hmm. Um, it 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 loses its grip and so this is what a flow state is about or working from flow Mm -hmm. so the capacity to really expand your willingness 
to see the good in your life has been for me one of the most powerful ways of nurturing accurate intuition. And Laura Day, uh, very famous intuitive in the States, I love what she has said that, that uh, worry and doubt are the nemesis of intuition. So that's why, you know, it, it, and, and this is where mindfulness is very important and very powerful because mm-hmm. it keeps us centered and focused. And it's like training a wild horse. That's what our <laughs> minds are like. It's like training a wild horse. Let's go. Oh my gosh. You know, when we, when we really yeah. work on it, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not easy. So, so this is where consistency is so important and creativity. And you know what? The choice to have more fun is, yep. I think, one of the best ways of, of listening to your intuition. Well, and as you say, using those, those, um, you know, taking baby steps and asking those questions and listening and, and just paying attention to the results of, of paying more attention to this is. Mm-hmm. As, as we're needing to bring this to a close, any regrets? And I know you can always go back to working for corporate, but has this been a, you know, I, I know my thoughts on it, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm thrilled that you are an entrepreneur, but do you ever regret and, and uh, have the desire to go back into an employment situation? No, I have absolutely no regrets. The, the only thing that I found a little bit hard at the beginning was I was used to working with a team. And when you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, you're by yourself. Uh, and on the same hand, you know, especially with COVID, we're having to network um, um, on Zoom. I have made the most amazing business connections. I feel like I have a team again. And, you know, that, and again, there's a blessing in everything. And so mm-hmm. I think we, uh, to live a life of no regret, I think is, is really to live an intuitive life. And, and that's what will benefit the world to do the things that we love to do. And that's why I was so glad that you said yes, because that's certainly what I've watched you model in all the years that, that I've known you um, and I've seen the dips and the peaks and, mm-hmm. and have watched you work through all of that. Um, and I just, I just know as I watch you that, you know, from what I see, you made the absolutely right, the right direction or decision. And, um, you know, me wanting to see people dare to soar, you have certainly done that um, as I've watched. Cheryl, it has been a delight. Thank you so very much. Really, really have appreciated you making the time for us. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, Susan, I just have to just, um, I just really uh, am very, very grateful for um, the opportunity of really seeing you soar as well. Uh, You were always leading edge in your career. And I so much appreciate the courage to do that and especially with your book too so hey i thank you i had so much thank fun. you thank you that's you're you're too kind so you can see that and why cheryl is very widely respected for her talents and her for her abilities and and possesses the rare gift of inspiring the very best in people and organizations for better outcomes communication connection and resiliency and that's why that you've been asked as a guest on the show through her intuitive consultations, the mastermind uh, groups that she pulls together, her workshops, seminars, her speaking and coaching programs. Um, 
Lucky individuals and organizations are able to foster empowered decision-making, creativity, improved working relationships, always good, and practical strategies for meaningful and very creative solutions. If you're interested in connecting with her, her website is www.theintuitivelife.com and all her contact information is on the show page for the podcast on your social media platform. So today, we've been provided insights into someone who listened, and she actually dared to soar. She trusted that there would be a net to catch her, or that she would grow wings and fly. They aren't easy choices, as we've learned. And what happens on those journeys with the right mindset does build character, resilience, and really helps us get better at what we aspire to be and to do in this life of ours. Cheryl, I hope you found today's session interesting and and some fun to listen to. Um, If you have, please consider signing up for the podcast, uh, for the podcast series, HR Inside Out, Demystifying HR and People Management, again on your favorite social media platform, and leave a review. And others might benefit from this podcast series as well. If you want to connect with either of us, um, our contact information is on that, uh, that page as well. And um, I'll be back again next week with another interesting guest. I hope that you will join us again, join me again, as you guessed it, dare to soar. Thanks again. It's time for us to fly. Susan and Cheryl signing out. Thanks again, Cheryl. Thank you. Bye for now. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review, whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note, either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangene at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.